Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. <laughs> What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. Time to kick off the February mock draft with the first 10 picks on today's show. Kyle, welcome. Thanks as always, Mr. Marino. It's always a pleasure to kick off the month with a mock draft and trigger the fans of every single team. Mr. What what was I disrespectful? No, it's just, I don't think you've ever said that, you know, it was kind of a condescending term, but oh, okay. This this got real awkward here, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Whoops. (laughs) What do we do now? (laughs) Start the mock draft, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. Well, well, hey, here's the fun fact. You guys uh, won't be able to see this, right? But we're using the Draft Network's mock draft machine to run today's and tomorrow's and Friday's mock draft of the 2019 NFL Draft first round. So if you're unfamiliar, we are putting out a tool that is going to allow you to engage in mock drafts live on the site. This debuts on February 25th. We're super stoked about it. Uh, really cool idea. We've been playing with the, the algorithms and it, it links everything all together. So you could see guys uh, film notes right there in the interface. Uh, it's an interactive tool allows you to kind of see the picks coming up and uh, I think you'll have some fun with it. We're going to have some fun with it today. Yeah. You got, man, the teases, man. I almost feel bad for the people who are dangling all these carrots right in front of them. And they're still imagine- like, Imagine not being able to use it right now. Yeah. See, couldn't be me. Here's the, you guys, there's the difference between Kyle and I. I'm like a little bit like, oh man, these guys got to wait 20 days. And Kyle's like, let me make another video to put it, put it on a timeline to get people riled up. But it's awesome. And it will be available in 20 short days, I hope. Um, all right. So I got odds. You have evens, right? Correct. And then we'll, so we'll switch so that way, up. Yeah. Yeah. I need to pick for uh, my fins. Fins up. I'm fin it to win it, baby. For sure. Um, so the way this works today is we both have the interface up. You announce picks. We'll both select them on our own individual screen. So we're both looking at the same available draft board every time a player is picked. Sounds good, sir. Sound right. good? Sound yeah. good. Arizona Cardinals, first pick in the draft. Dun, 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 dun. Don't be weird and pick Quinnen. I know you're going to. Don't be weird and pick Quinn. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I know I, you. I know you're going to do this. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I did Quinn in my mock draft that came out on Monday. Yeah. And uh, look, I think the bottom line is that I don't think there's that big of a gap between the two players. But I'm going with the edge rusher this time. Nick Bosa. Number oh, one. Thank you. Number one to the Cardinals. Uh, man, you you next you gotta have pass rushers. This is the type of guy that can be Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, Von Miller type pass rusher in the NFL. And 
Arizona's not in position to not go after a player with that type of upside. They have a lot of needs, love to get help on that offense, but if they don't trade back, it's between Quinnen and Nick Bosa, and in this scenario, I want to go with Nick. I'm a big fan of this pick, Joe. I think you did a great job here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so, by the way, guess what I'm drinking right now? Apple this, juice. I know this is always a loaded question. Coffee. Well, guess what I'm drinking, right? It's not coffee. coffee. It's not apple juice. C4. It's not C4. That's a good guess, though. Yeah. Well, I, well I've, I, people don't know this about you. Maybe, I'm gonna, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. Kyle, about 10, 30 every night. He likes to drink a little C4 so he can Listen. grind some late night tape. <laughs> tape what ain't going right itself, brother. I'm like, Come what is going now. on right now? <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was that one night where it was like you you had drank some C4 at like 11 and you were like fading within a half an hour. I was like, man, like, uh, is that yeah. supposed to happen? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Pretty sure that's that's a very bad sign for my proprioceptors. But um <laughs> I'm drinking a Monster Energy drink. Oh, white right now. White white Monster Energy. Tragically, not they were out of the whites. Oh, light blue. You go with the light blue. Was the back? No, they were. They didn't have those either. That was oh. at the grocery store. They only had three flavors. I went with Ultra Sunrise. Oh, which is orange. Uh, it's a UDFA Monster. Just for the re- let the record state, <laughs> will not be selected in this year draft. It will not be selected in the top ten. That's for sure. Who will be selected though is. San Francisco selecting Josh Allen, Ooh. Edge from University of Kentucky. Listen, man. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. Right? A little, little John Gruden with John Gruden coming up. Josh Allen listed 6'4, 265 pounds, I think he's listed at. If you click on the slide out, you, you'll be able to see that, Kyle. It, but it doesn't say his actual weight. Oh, okay. We're still working through the bugs, and now you okay. throw me under the bus. So Josh Allen has prototypical size, and he's got great movement in space, and he's got a very good first step. I think those are things that in a perimeter pass rusher, San Francisco does not have. So while Quinnen Williams is a better player, Josh Allen is a high-caliber player at a position of need. And this 49ers team already has Defoe, DeForest Buckner. They got Solomon Thomas who probably is better off spending some of his reps on the inside. And they've got Eric Armstead. Now, Eric Armstead's up for renewal next year. But with that said, I don't know how you look at the way this board falls, look at this roster, look at this dire need for edge pass rusher, and justify taking another defensive tackle. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers 
to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man. And men, your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That clear needed edge. Uh, now I'm up with the Jets. And this is an interesting situation because I think of the teams in the top three, the one that's most likely to move back is the Jets. Unless at one oh, or I two. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, unless yep. Arizona just kind of like doesn't uphold the integrity of what it takes to get to one. I think three is the spot I try to get to if I want to move up for a player, especially with the Jets. Like they gave up all that capital to go get Sam Darnold. Like they can recoup a lot of that right here in this situation. So I kind of envision them as a trade back team. But here's the thing. Quinn and Williams is on the board and I'm not letting them get past three. Uh, I know it's not necessarily their biggest need, but when you're picking third in the draft, you need to get elite football players and Quinn and Williams outside of Nick Bosa is probably the best player in this draft. I think they're, they're those are the two top players. And if they can get one of those two at three, they're not in the business of trading away from that. And so Quinnen, dynamic interior player, can rush the passer, great play strength, quickness, hand technique, football IQ off the charts. Like this is a blue chip player that, uh, that any team would be happy to have, and the Jets got to snatch him up in this scenario. Well, and listen, there's rumors that Leo Williams might be on the yeah. way out in New York. Yeah. So if that domino falls, this pick makes a lot more sense. Yeah. This was a sure. pick that I actually made in my mock draft, my my 5.0, which Joe didn't do the numbers that you did. Congratulations <laughs> as the, the mock draft champion at the draft network. But um, I mean, you're getting a better player in the same position on a rookie contract. Yeah, that's a win for the Jets. What, what is Leonard? I mean, he's a good player. Like what? He's would, a very good player. Yeah. I mean, like is, I, they would get something considerable back from, I would think. It'd be like a top 50 pick. Yeah. I, you'd, ha- you'd have to think. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I don't understand like why they want to move on from him, but if they do, they should be able to get something pretty nice back. Listen, this is what Adam Gase does. He takes over teams oh, and yeah, trades their right. best players. That's right, Gase. Gase, uh, if you don't like the way his breath smells, you could be out the door. It's you know? the Gase case. Googly eye Gase. That's what it is. Yeah. Go- Googly eye Gase. Man, we Listen. are not our Jets. Our Jets listeners. I mean, they already probably. Well, I, it's <laughs> Bills fan and the Dolphins fan kind of crapping on the Jets here. This is not good for those New York Jet listener fans. So, uh, we'd invite you to stay, please, if you're still here. All right. So this is a predictive mock. We're using the predictive board. Oh, boy. And with that in mind, I'm going to do the insane move here. I'm taking a defensive lineman for the Oakland Raiders. And I'm sitting here looking at this guy's name on the board. And I believe Lance Zerline mocked this guy to the Oakland Raiders the other week. Ray Sean Gary, man. Mm. The hype is real. And Mm. there's there's enough smoke. There's enough fire. The Raiders strike me as a team. <laughs> we we really don't know what we're going to get with Mike Mayock, right? But we know what we're getting Gruden. in John Gruden. Yeah, it's we know Gruden. what we're getting in John Gruden. Yeah. This is a team and a guy that I think is going to look at 280-pound Rayshon Gary, who's going to come out and run and probably 
high four fives, low four sixes. And he's going to be super explosive on tape. And they're going to fall in love with the ball of clay that he is, especially when you consider the fact that he could play the run really well. They have a dire needed edge. Give me Rayshon Gary to the Raiders. Now I'll tell you what, man. You get a yeah. guy like Rayshon Gary. This guy, 280 pounds. This guy's a special f- athlete. Four, yeah. six, 40-yard dash, man. If that can't get after the passer, I don't know what game. Okay. All right. I'm up with the Bucks. Every time Do we it. pick every time we pick for the Bucks, we talk about the importance of the Bucks pick. CEO of the Draft yeah. Network, JC sure. Cornell. Tampa Bay Buccaneers enthusiast, and I need to make him happy. Well, I didn't consult with him beforehand, so I don't know what he's on. He's on a different flavor every week, right? There's don't, an obvious choice here. Oh, is there? Is, there, is it? Is it? Uh, there's an obvious choice. Uh, it's okay, an obvious Ed, choice. Edward Oliver from Houston. Is that the obvious choice? That's what I'm going with. Uh, uh, because, well, I guess just let me. Uh, I got to explain the pick. All right, go uh, I, I keep going back to like Gerald McCoy and he's got three years left on his deal and the Bucks can cut him and have zero dead cap or they can keep him and pay him 13 million a season over the next three seasons. You feel like the writing's on the wall there. You've got Vita Vea in place. You get a penetrator like Ed Oliver. And I think you have a nice complimentary set of upfront guys to build this defense. I mean, they made strides last year defensively. They still have work to do, and I think Ed Oliver can be a guy that can help them finally get this defense right. Now, who well, was I supposed what, to pick? Who you, was you made my day because yeah. you made this pick happen for me. All right. The New York Giants are on the clock. Right. And like it or not, folks, Eli Manning rules the roost. He ain't going nowhere. Eli's going to play quarterback for the New York Giants and start in 2019. This team's not dumb. They're not going to jump in now. They passed on a good quarterback class. You think they're going to get desperate and take a top 10 quarterback and a bad quarterback class? Nah, man. They're going to go ahead and they're going to draft a Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle from University of Florida. Listen, they got Nate Solder. They invested an early pick in Will Hernandez. They got Chad Wheeler starting at right tackle right now. And let's be fair, I like Chad Wheeler. I think I had like a, a... Day two, great on Chad Wheeler coming out of USC. But what do we not do on this show, Joe? We don't overlook great players because we have good players. There you go. Joe said it best. You don't let a good player, or in Wheeler's case, an average player, prevent you from drafting a great player and a great prospect. And that's exactly what Juwan Taylor is. Plug and play right tackle. Big, physical, mobile, explosive, a weapon in the run game, in the screen game. Give me Saquon Barkley running behind him off right tackle next year. That's an exciting pick for the Giants. All right. I'm up. Jacksonville Jaguars. Do it. We have our choice of quarterbacks. And this is a predictive mock, right? So let's get that out of the way. Very important to consider. And so with that in mind, I am going to select quarterback Kyler Murray from Oklahoma he for it. Jacksonville. There are reasons that I like this. First of all, I know it's kind of crazy to think about Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone, two old heads going with a player like Kyler Murray. But at the same time, I can see a lot of pressure from up top to make a splash and get a quarterback. And this is a team that is a quarterback away from being back in the AFC Championship game. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I like about Kyler specifically to this team. 
run-heavy team. It's going to have a lot of play action. When you talk about play action, you're talking about deeper drops. You're talking about allowing him to get further beyond the line of scrimmage so he can have the field vision that he needs to use that dynamic arm. We know he can run. We know he can throw on the move. And I think this is just the right situation, I think, for Kyler to find the success that we hope he has at the next level. So uh, the, the big thing that's like over my head when I think about this possibility is Coughlin and Marone, but I can kind of see this working out. I like this pick. Thanks, man. I like it a lot. I think it kind of flies in the, the face of conventional wisdom for what Jacksonville fans were expecting. Like Dwayne Haskins, I think, is everybody's expectation, right? Yeah. But with that said, I think Kyler gives you some different dynamics. And look, the the Jacksonville Jaguars personnel, really, their receivers, they have a lot of speed. They have a lot of guys that can make things happen after the catch. And then you get a power running element with that as well. I think that's an exciting compliment, Kyler's speed to the edge. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now we're on the clock for the Detroit Lions. And this is the first, like, (sighs) dilemma. I've got a dilemma here because there's a couple of guys that I would like to pick. And I only get one of them. So I'm looking at the predictive board. And, Joe, we've been operating under the assumption for a long time now or operating under our own influences, right? So now we're presented with a board through the Draft Network's mock draft machine that kind of shows if you're looking to emulate what we predict the actual results will be versus my own personal assessment of the players, I got some different names up here. And if I'm going to stay true to this, then I'm looking at the Detroit Lions and I'm looking at cornerback Greedy Williams. And that's the pick that I'm ultimately going to make. The Detroit Lions, they've invested heavily up front on the defensive side with maybe not early picks, but they brought in Damon Harrison. Sean Robinson was a second round pick. Deshaun Hand was a fourth round pick. They had success with these guys. This is a team that likes physical guys up front. So if I'm thinking physical guys on the defensive line, there's not anybody, maybe Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland's certainly in the conversation, but then you look at the cornerbacks and they got Darius big play slay. They have Jalen Tabor who has materialized into nothing at all. Nevin Lawson. Why not? Tease Tabor. You think, or I'm sorry, Greedy Williams. You think Greedy Williams, big, long, physical, turn and run press guy. Darius Lay, 
is a big, long, physical corner. So let's get two of those guys and really fill out this roster. You know this is a predictive mock draft when Kyle has selected Greedy Williams and Rashawn Gary in the top 10, and I selected Kyler Murray. So... (laughs) Uh, that I think uh, that I think we can't say that enough because there's people that are going to yell at us about the picks. Right, it's right, a predictive right. mock right now. Yeah, and so with that being said, picking for the Bills here at number nine, my heart wants to give them to Kalen Zacharias Metcalf, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go with what I think the Bills are going to do, and I'd be fine with this. But I, th- uh, you got look, Metcalf, the highest ceiling of any offensive player in this draft. But I think the Bills are going to go offensive line at number nine. Uh, I think they're going to make a big run at a a center in free agency to get that short up. I think Bean's going to really want that experience. And they're going to go for an offensive tackle, get a guy opposite of Deion Dawkins to solidify that pairing and make sure Josh Allen is protected and get some space made in the friggin' run game. Uh, the one I can see them gravitating towards is Jonah Williams from Alabama. Um, he fits a lot of the things that the Bills typically look for in their players, like super high character, uh, hardworking type player. When when you watched uh, Jonah Williams give his speech to like declare for the draft at that Alabama ceremony thing, like he was thanking every single person that was possible in the organization for Alabama, like the cooks, the equipment people, everybody. Like you can just the, the type of culture guy that you know that Sean McDermott and Brandon are going to love. Think he can play. Uh, left or right side, he played right tackle early in his career at Alabama. And so, you know, you worry about moving Deion Dawkins. You have a guy that can play on the right side who's had a lot of success at the college level and uh, gives the Bills some some versatility and, and really shores things up up front. So being predictive here, I think in this scenario, Jonah Williams would make the most sense. Listen, it feels great to be on a podcast with another team who's coached by a culture guy. Yeah. We haven't talked about the Brian Flores press conference. No, no, we haven't. The man loves culture, team culture, team first, accountability, selflessness, hard work, commitment. This is what my head coach is made of, Joe. Yeah. And I, I know you. you know exactly what I'm talking I'm speaking <laughs> your language right now, brother. I know it, I man. Know I love, love and accountability, man. Yeah. Love, listen, <laughs> I will say, all jokes aside. Yeah. Because I just felt it was a very like New England press conference, right? Like yeah. the beat reporters are like, hey, Brian, can you tell us about like kind of system you're going to run, what you look for in players? He's like, I want guys that love football and work hard. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's, that's all he gave him. Yeah. yeah. But all jokes aside, he said something that I thought was really, really cool. He said, uh, we were poor on money in my house growing up, but we were rich on love. And Joe, I thought you would love that that quote. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, we, you and I had some text exchanges about him, and I think he's one of those just salt of the earth guys that like he'll be awesome in the locker room, and and I think that stuff really matters. I mean, that's not to like tie this back into Coach McDermott, but that's something that he preaches, like loving one another and like getting up and having those personal relationships with people and people knowing each other's stories and like that type of stuff. And that'll, that sounds like that's going to be true for Miami. And we, you and I have talked a lot about like coach philosophies and we think it's, it's a lot less to do with like scheme and X's and O's as much as, as it is like being a true CEO and being able to establish a culture. And so if that's the best way to do it, then Brian Flores looks like he's going to be awesome. All right. So all of that to say this, I don't have a lot of analysis for the 10th pick. So I'm glad <laughs> I could fill some of that air with some love to my coach, 
Brian Flores. Uh, the Denver Broncos are going to draft Drew Locke. Quarterback, Missouri. You can go ahead and book it, Dano. There's a whole lot of smoke Too around much. these two. Too much. Too much. For especially this early in the process. Smitten. Elway is smitten with Drew Locke. Smitten. I mean, we've seen reports from good friend of the podcast, Benjamin Albright's talked about. Yeah. And he had it first. Yeah. As far as I I had seen. I mean, he had a tweet from mid-December that was like, Broncos fans better get to know Drew Locke. Like, <laughs> and the, there's been like multiple outlets in the time since that have put out comments that's like, hey, you know, like Denver really <laughs> likes Drew Locke, which of course they do. Like, you could line up like 10 quarterbacks <laughs> in a row and we could pick out which one is John Elway's type, right? Like, don't you feel confident if you put those guys and you, you put them all up against a wall and you just took a spotlight on each one of them? You could be like, mm, that's the guy for John. That's John's guy. And that's Drew Locke this year. So that's uh, that's my pick and that's my reasoning behind it. Joe, any parting thoughts after the top 10? I, I just to go a little bit further into that Drew Locke thing. Like, I, I mean, it seems like a foregone conclusion, but it's also freaking early February. Like, it's it's unbelievable to me that we have a team that's picking 10 with multiple quarterback needy teams in front of them that is just already this closely tied before there's been a pro day or a combine or anything to a certain quarterback. To me, I almost feel like there's a lot, like, from the Lions and Bills at 8 and 9 that are trying to maybe lure a team like the Redskins or the Dolphins or Cincinnati even maybe to, hey, you want to come get Drew Locke? Well, if you do, he ain't getting past 10, so you got to come move up with us. So, like, no. I, on one no. hand, I want to believe it. The other hand, I'm like, this doesn't even make sense. It's too early. You had me until you threw Miami, and Miami's not picking Drew Locke. Miami's starting quarterback is Justin Herbert. Twenty Culture guy. Culture guy. Culture Loves guy. It. Committed. Win- Went back to school to play an extra year with his younger brother. Yeah. The ultimate family culture guy. <laughs> Calling my shot. I've, I think I've predicted like four different quarterbacks and quarterback Miami, though. Oh, so. well, if you, if you get them all, at some point you can cash <laughs> yeah. in one receipt, right? I mean, you'll be- that's, that's right. <laughs> Listen, there's draft analysts that do that all year round. Yeah. So I might yeah. as well start getting in that game, you know? You yeah. can be right on everything. <laughs> You can be right by hitting subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast and coming back tomorrow for picks 11 through 20. We promise it'll be a fun time. And uh, Joe at the Joe Marino and I at Grinding the Tape on Twitter. We'll be back to make the next round of picks. We hope you guys enjoyed this top 10. Come back, see us again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.